Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perek Memches, Pasuk Lamed Aleph, Alkain Almoav Ayaleo. So we are in the middle of a devastating prophecy by Yirmiyahu directed to the nation of Moab. It is frightening, it's in intensity, it's just doomsday, nothing will be left, no city will be untouched, looks like no human being will be spared. It is a total destruction of Moab. And so we saw yesterday that notwithstanding this prophecy, Moab has led a charmed existence for centuries. We know that Moab was the product, Moab himself was the product of an incestuous relation between Lot's daughter and her father, Lot. That it was after the uh, destruction of stone, the daughters of Lot were worried that there would be no human being eligible for them to marry them or father their children. So they got Lot drunk on wine, seduced him, one the first night, the second daughter the second night, and the first one gives birth to Moab. And she brazenly calls him May of, from my father, so that they are the children of Lot, and they are the descendants of Avram. Lot was Avraham's nephew. And so because of that relationship, <coughs> Kaddish Baruch Hu himself tells Moshe Rabbeinu, we see in Devarim, Perak Bey's Pasuk Yud Tes, Vayidaber Hashem Eli Leymar, Atta Ober Hayom Esgu Moab. You are going to Moab today, he instructs B'nai Yisrael. The Korato Mo B'nai Amon and the Amon Al Titzram the Al Tiskarbam. Don't distress them, don't provoke them, because Kilo Etain Me Eretz B'nai Amon Lacha Yerusha. You will not get any territory or their Nachla. Kilivnei Lot Nesatiha Yerusha. I have given it as an inheritance. To the children of Lot, and you are not to interfere with that. Notwithstanding that divine protection, one would think that Moab would be exceedingly grateful for the intervention of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, but on the contrary, they are sworn bitter enemies of B'nai Israel. Um, Bilam comes from, is, is hired by the king of <clears throat> Moab to curse B'nai Israel. There were battles between Moab and B'nai Israel for centuries. In addition, because of this divine protection, Moab develops a society that is self-sustaining, secure, never been conquered, when Sancheru comes and disperses all the other nations, Moab is spared. So they have built a wonderful society, a profitable 
very self-sustaining, very protected existence. From this <clears throat> has come an arrogance, a conceit, a just defiant self-importance on Moab's part that triggers part of the Kaddish Baruch Hu's anger. So the combination of their just arrogance plus their enmity toward Eretz Yisrael has now brought them to the point of literal destruction. So we pick it up <clears throat> on Pasuk Lamed Aleph, where the Navi continues, and as we've seen yesterday, there are a lot of cities mentioned here, cities of Moab, which just shows how total and preemptive the destruction is going to be, because it mentions all the major cities. So the Navi says, Al Kain al Moab Ayalel Ulamoab Kula Ezak Elan Sheikir Cheres Yehege. So for Moab I will wail, and for the totality of the destruction I am going to cry. I am going to moan for the men of Kiharis. Kiharis was one of the major cities of Moab. So who is saying, who is weeping? Says the Mephoshim, it is Moab themselves. And interestingly, there are Mephoshim who say that this is, in fact, um, the Kaddish Baruch Hu himself. The Kaddish Baruch Hu is so agonized by the totality of the destruction, that he is weeping. Uh, so it could be either Moab or the Kaddish Baruch Hu, but there is a tremendous amount of grief and bereavement. <clears throat> From the city of Jezer, I will weep for you. Hagefen Sima, the vine of Sima. Your shoots, your grapevines, Obru Yam, have gone overseas. Adyom Yazer, they have gone past the Sea of Jazer again. And upon these fruits, Nagu Al Kitsecha, they will be plundered. These grape harvests, these fruits. Obviously, Moab was a source of very preferred wine that it probably exported, and that now it is going to be plundered, it is going to be destroyed. And continues the Navi, the Nesva Simcha Vegil me Carmel and me Eretz Moab, the Yayin me Yachvim Hishpati, that joy and the happiness will stop. It will end from the fertile fields and from the land of Moab, because I have ended the wine, the productivity and the um, fruitfulness of the wine from all the wine presses. Lo yidro heydod heydod lo heydod. Nor will they cry out in the traditional cries of the uh, those who trample on the grapes. They yell with joy, heydod, heydod. That will stop, quite simply. There will be no productivity any more of grapes. So no more Heidad. Mizakas Cheshbon, there will be an outcry from Cheshbon, again a city, 
ad elola to elola, uh, ad yachaz until yachaz, they will cry out from Zohar to Horanayim. Uh, a third-born calf, Eglo Shlisha, traditionally a third-born calf is a specially prized calf. The meat is better, the value is better, the health is stronger, that this too will end the great prosperity of Moab because Gikam came Nimrim, even the waters of Nimrim, uh, which was a source of agriculture and water, Lemashmos Yiyu, will become totally desolate. The Hishpati Lemoav no Mashem, I will abolish totally from Moav. Ma'ale Bama Umatir Lelohav, those who sacrifice to their gods and burn incense to their gods, those who worship uh, the god of Chomesh, will also be destroyed as whoever sacrifices or who burns them. My heart just mourns for Moab like flutes. The flutes is the instruments of, of sadness and mourning. Uh, and my heart, for the men of Kicheresh, therefore, Kechalalim Yehema is again the flutes will mourn for them. Alkein Yeseras Asu Obdo. All that they had gathered, all the prosperity they had put together has been lost. Continues the Navi, every head is bald. Bechol Zokin Grua Al Koyodayim. Gedudos Al Mosnayim Sok. In other words, there will be all the signs of traditional mourning. Uh, the beard will be torn out. The hair will be torn. The um, uh, loins you will wear, your sackcloth will wear mosnayim uh, sock. It will be just total mourning. I'll call Gagos Moab on every rooftop of Moab, of Al-Rechavoseha in its streets. Kula Mesupar. There will be like lamenting. There will be hespadim everywhere. Why? Kishavarti esmoav kefli ein chefetz bonu mashem. I have smashed moav like a, a useless cleave, like a useless vessel. Thus says the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Continues. Um, how, look how you have been so devastated, they wailed Moab. How Moab is in shame. The mighty warriors, famed for their military prowess, have now what they've done is they've turned their back. Hifna Oref, Bush, in shame they flee. For Moab will become Bahia Moab Lishok. It will be a laughing stock, and a source of, of, of fright for everyone around it. Behold, like an eagle, the enemies will swoop down and spread its wings on Moab. 
continuing at the names of city, Nilkadoha Kyrios, Kyrios is captured, the Hametzados, the strongholds of Moab, the fortresses, the fortified cities, Nisposha, will be seized. And the Hoyolev Gibore Moab, the famed fighting force of Moab, will be like Hahu Kalev Isha Metzora, like a woman in the fear and trembling of childbirth. Venishmad Moab Mayom. Moab will be destroyed as a people, Ki Al Hashem Hidil. Why? Because, as we've said, the tremendous arrogance, the conceit, the just absolute disregard, the um, self aggrandizement, this is what the Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, is resolved to destroy in Moab. Moreover, Pachad for Pachas for Pach, note the alliteration. Pachat is terror. Pachas is pit. The pits where you will fall in. The pach is a snare, a trap. Olecha are all upon you, Yoshev Moab Num Hashem. Moreover, Heinis Pachamimea Pachat Yipoha Pachas for Alomina Pachas Yilkod Bafer. So that you will. Escape maybe the terror falling into the pit, but whoever emerges from the pit will be caught in the trap. And whoever can escape the trap will then fall into um, the snare as well. I will bring against Moab the year of their accounting. It is time to settle the centuries-old account that they have underscored with B'nai Yisrael and their defiance of Hashem, their total arrogance, their self-importance to themselves and to the uh, abuse of nations around them. B'tzeel Cheshvon Amdu, those who stand in the shadow of Cheshvon. Cheshvon's an interesting part. It's a city that we saw part of Moab, but changes hands when Sichon captures it. We know that we will never be allowed to attack Moab to gain territory, but when Sichon captures it, we have a war with Sichon where ultimately we capture Cheshvon. And some say that was a tremendous source of aggravation to Moab and enmity because we now have Cheshvon. In fact, some say that was the territory of Ruvain. That became the Nachala of Ruvain. But, says the Navi, <coughs> uh, a fire has gone out of Cheshvon, a flame, the lava, mibain Sichon, and it consumes the utmost corner of Moab, the Kodar B'nei Shon, and the skull of the tumultuous people, like it is a hatchet to it. Concludes the Navi, Moab, woe to you, Moab, the people of Chemosh are lost. Chemosh, we have said Chemosh is the god of choice, as it were, of Moab. Your sons are into captivity. 
your daughters are into captivity, and as we've said, Yabarbanel says, captivity is worse than death. So this is a fate worse than death. However, interestingly, just like with the Philistines, just like with Mitzrayim, says the Navi, V'shavti shavus moav achris hayamim ne'um Hashem. I will return Moab, their captivity, back to the land in the end of days, which could be a very long time. We saw that with Egypt, uh, it was 40 years. With the Plishtim, it was an indefinite period. But nonetheless, in each situation, there is an implicit promise that they will return to their land after a period of time. V'shavti shavus moav achris hayamim, says the Navi, Adhena Mishvat Moab, up till here is the judgment of Moab, and as we see, it's a devastating, fierce judgment. Well earned, but devastating nonetheless. And in Yirza Hashem, we turn our focus to Amon, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Ad Khan.